Welcome to the Let's Talk Project Management podcast, connecting people, wisdom and resources to help elevate the project management industry and the people within it. Our focus is on learning from people rather than textbooks and bringing stories to life in an industry that has traditionally been about data and frameworks. Listen in as we share leading edge information and connect you with some of the best minds in the project management industry and share the secrets behind their success. And now join your host, Melanie Colling. Last week on the Let's Talk Project Management podcast, I spoke with Joanna Rothman about the importance of creating cohesive teams and keeping up with the pace of change in project management. If you were listening, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And if you missed it or haven't had a chance to listen, don't worry. You can find the episode and many more at the Let's Talk Project.management and sign up and subscribe to this podcast. And please go ahead and share this link with others you think could benefit from being part of this conversation. Okay, welcome to the Let's Talk Project Management podcast. I'm so excited today um, to be speaking to Adriana Girdler. She is the President and Chief Efficiency Officer, love that, of Cornerstone <laughs> Dynamics. Um, she's done TED Talks. She's got a YouTube channel. She's a Lean 61 black belt. She's got an online practical project management course. She's written blogs, books, you name it. Adriana's done it, and I'm so excited to have her on the podcast <laughs> today. Thank you so much for joining us, Adriana. Well, Melanie, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm excited to be here. Excellent. Um, and I'm great that we were able to get our time zones right. Um, Absolutely. To have this chat. So that's awesome. So maybe for our listeners, Adriana, just introduce yourself a little bit and, you know, your background in project management and how did you get into it? Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, I'm Adrian Gertler, as you had mentioned. I own and President and Chief Efficiency Officer of Cornerstone Dynamic. It's a company that I started in 2008 during the recession, because why? That's the best time to start a company. <laughs> and honestly, I've been nonstop ever since. But prior to that, I didn't have a company. I worked for other organizations. And so um, I have a very eclectic background. I started off in sales and marketing, went back to school for engineering, did engineering, and then stumbled upon project management, interestingly enough. Um, while I was doing engineering, I worked in automotive and did tons of efficiency, got my lean. Uh, and Six Sigma, uh, black master black belt. I'm, I'm a sensei um, over the years of doing this. Um, so I, I've actually really live and breathe efficiency and believe, and I had that paradigm shift years and years ago. So I, I see the benefits of it. And that's really what my company does. We go in, we don't look at your product or service. We actually look how you do your product and service internally. And I use project management to help with a lot of the projects that I work on to help bring more efficiency internally. Uh, but it's a very holistic approach uh, that is taken. And, I, and as I said, I kind of, I stumbled upon project management because as, as we know, project management, you know, yes, there's now courses and stuff of that nature that you can take, but there's no official like degree in project management. Um, and so a lot of individuals just stumble upon it. Uh, and then obviously I did my PMP and, you know, uh, what other, tons of other designations and stuff and you know I kind of expand and I'm always looking to grow because I think that shows a lot and you know as of late I actually got my applied mindfulness certification from University of Toronto because I really am a big believer at looking at things holistically and how do you bring mindfulness into everything that we're doing from a work perspective right to get us grounded and more in the present moment love that 
Love that. Um, I love that you're bringing in all of those elements too. And as you say, project management, you know, wasn't a thing or wasn't a career. And I fell into project management yeah. too. I was doing change control and then system testing and then project <laughs> management. It's like so oh, random. Like, what? <laughs> okay, I'll manage this. Yeah. But I, I, I don't even think it was called project management either. It was just more you have this deliverable, go and deliver it. And then, you know, when I um, got more formalized training around it, it really spoke to me because it had structure and being an engineer and you know, loving that structure and guidance. And then you could see the power behind when things were structured, like not to a point where they're so structured that you can't veer, but, you know, um, project management is a skill set and it's not, not everybody can do it. Not yeah. everybody can do it. So. Yeah. Um, and I agree. It's that framework that it just gives you, isn't it? Like the, um, the training and the certification is around, this is the framework to how to set up yes. the project and um, how to manage it to success and all those kind of things. But it's up to the individual to put their mark on how they do that, isn't it? And I think that's oh, so important that's, in project management. Absolutely. In fact, I, I would say the framework is just a small portion of it. What I find distinguishes amazing project managers from mediocre or even good project managers is their ability to look at things holistically, bring the people into the process, um, really understand change management and look at things of, um, you know, really from a holistic perspective, but really focusing on the people in the delivering and setting up people for success because, you know, the project manager is there to guide the team, is there to guide the team and to ensure the success and remove the roadblocks and, you know, just make everything happen. That's, that's truly the job. And I do see the difference in projects when someone's just doing it from the book mm. versus someone who's actually doing it from the heart. Yeah. I so love that. And you're just speaking my language because, you know, over the years in my career, I've, you know, recruited for lots of project managers and, you know, on paper, they look great. They've got all these yes. credentials and I've done everything. But when you ask them the question, you know, how would you deal with a tricky stakeholder or, you know, mm. give me a scenario, um, they really can't, like you could see that you could not put them in front of a customer, you know, and, and let them manage that relationship. Um, even though they've got all these credentials. So it's different with the theory than the practical side, isn't it? Oh, my apps. It's night and day, yep. night and day. And so I, I think this is what some people get kind of, um, you know, uh, stuck on. It's even like in the Lean and Six Sigma world, a lot of people can go through the theory, but if you don't apply it and you don't practice it and you don't take a look at the practical side of it, there is so much that you gain from an education perspective from practically doing it that you will never get theoretically. And that's why, you know, when I say, oh, have you run projects or have you done Lean and Six Sigma? And if I get the answer is no, but, you know, I've studied it, I'm like, okay, I already have big red flags because I'm like, well, wait a minute, there's so much more to it. And the nuances is in the rendition of continuous learning, yeah. right? Like, Yep. You know, you have a base, but now let me continue to learn and build upon that base. And that's the golden nuggets. Yeah. Uh, and that's the, uh, I absolutely agree with you because, you know, you can have on paper and a lot of people call themselves project managers. I don't know whether that's the same over there in Canada, but, you yeah. know, it's very broad, you know, people that say, oh, I'm a project manager, but, you know, have they actually run a project? What's the size of the project? You know, how complex was it? There's so many yeah. elements to that, isn't there? And, you know, that 
um, title project manager is so broad and covers so many things. It's just you can't say you're a project manager and put everybody in the same bucket. <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting because even here in Canada, sometimes we hear project leader, project lead. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you know, there is a little bit of, with experience, you know, being a project manager is a much different world. Being a program manager is a much yep. different world. Yeah. So, you know, but here's the thing, too. I, I, I find it's what the person brings to the role. And you don't necessarily have to have your PMP to be an amazing project manager. Yeah. And, and I think that's really important to note, too. I know a lot of organizations, it's now becoming the norm when they're looking for jobs. They add that in, like have a university degree and have your PMP. Yeah. I get it, like to flush it out. But there's some amazing project managers there who do not, right? And I and there's some um, really terrible project yeah, managers who do. have their PMP. It's like, oh my goodness, that's like you're totally wrecking the PMP yes, I have. Exactly. <laughs> but, no, but you know what I mean. That's so true because I was a project manager for many years, and I kept getting hassled, like, do your certification, do your certification. I'm like, no, I don't need to do that. Um, and in the end, I'm like, oh, just do it, you know, for, so yeah. people stop asking. Um, and I did it, but. You know, it didn't mean anything like all of my practical experience was actually more valuable to me um, than the certification, even though, you know, people do look at the certification, you're so right, when they're recruiting or or looking for people. Um, And I understand why. But again, it's the questions that you need to ask those people, you know, before you bring it up. Like you said, you know, have you done this? Have you done that? You know, the practical side of things. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, so let's get into some of the questions. So, um, yeah, what do you, so what are the biggest changes that you've seen in project management looking back? And you may have touched on some of those, but for you, what what have you seen and what do you think the biggest changes have been? Um, You know, again, I've been doing project management for over 20 years, so I I have seen a lot. I think think there's some typical changes that we did talk about. I, I, I think there's, more and more the PMP is being looked at as a must designation in order to have if you're going to get into a project management role in a new organization. So that's coming up a lot. That's kind of, that's really brand new. And kudos to PMI who, you know, basically did that because mm-hmm. that's, they're the ones who created that, that, that need. Um, there's that. Um, I'm finding that there's more formalization of project management. Like when I started off, there's only consulting firms that were doing project management. Right. So if you're going to learn any stuff about project management, usually the organization you worked for brought in a consulting firm and a consulting firm would talk to you about project management skills. Now I'm seeing more and more universities and uh, post-secondary institutions offering it as a course and a certification, which is also really interesting, too. Um, So that's a big shift that I'm seeing. Um, And we kind of touched upon this uh, earlier in our conversation, I think before we started recording, I'm seeing this uh, push on different methodologies of project management, uh, namely agile methodology. That's really coming about because agile methodology was very much isolated uh, in the IT world and for very good reason. But now it's kind of branching out. It's becoming a little bit of a hot word for outside of IT and um, personally, I have no issue with agile project methodology whatsoever. In fact, I use a hybrid model mm-hmm. of project management because I'm an efficiency expert. So, you know, agile methodology was born out of lean and 
shoot, that's what I've studied, right? <laughs> so, um, you know, like I, I, I get it. I, I get the concepts. Um, but I'm finding more organizations are saying, oh, we need to have agile methodology. And they have no clue <laughs> what it is, what it means, and the commitment needed to make it work. And so then I tell them, I said, there's no way you can do this. And they get very upset at me. <laughs> So that's what I find is that there's more people jumping on the bandwagon, but yeah. I still find that project management, I still come across companies that are not project management oriented mm. or don't necessarily have project management offices. Not to say that you necessarily need one mm. uh, because I've seen very successful companies being run without a project management office. Um, but, you know, I, I, I still would like, I think it's getting better with strategy, but I'd like to see project management be brought up to more of the senior level and as a strategic role, because I really see that as a gap missing right now. Um, and I haven't really seen an organization that's done that yet. Right. It really should be the right hand uh, of the um, CEO or the president, in my opinion, because this is, this is why, and here's why. why. Yeah. I have a philosophy. Organizations run in two, and I'm simplifying this, by the way, running kind of in two lanes. The one lane is what we do. We have a service, we have a product. So there's things that you have to do. That's where all the firefighting mm -hmm. comes up, right? So I have to get a product out the door. I have a service. So everyone's really good at that. The other lane are projects based on strategies and business plans that everybody you know, does every single year. Yeah. Oh, we want to expand this. We want to add this new offering. We have a launch, but all those things, those are projects. And that's something too, is a definition. And so, you know, that being said, I see some organizations who don't understand that correlation. And as a result, wonder why there's special projects and they wouldn't even call them projects. They're special initiatives. They don't even call them projects. <laughs> initiatives. <laughs> initiatives, love that. initiatives fail because they didn't formalize it properly, which I, I find this is why my ultimate goal, and I keep on telling senior executives, project management is a strategic role. You need to understand that because then you're going to excel in everything because you have those two streams. I get it. You're good at all that. You're terrible at the project execution part because you're not putting the right emphasis on things. In fact, what do they tell us all the time? Put more on the scope. Give me less time and I'm not giving you any more money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a typical. Like, hello. And then you wonder why things fail. Anyway, That's I can right. go on. Oh, I, yeah, me too. I love that. Um, I love that insight because my next question was going to be what's the biggest challenges, but I really love that you've brought that up, that, you know, it needs to be at a more strategic level. And it's not just in big business because since I've come out of corporate, I've been working for entrepreneurs and, and smaller businesses, tr um, helping them grow their businesses through projects. And it's the same thing because they say, oh, I want to do all these things. And then yeah. there's no plan. So we, we, yeah. we kind of put that plan in place. Um, and they've got, yeah, what I call B BAU or operation mode, like things that they have yeah. to do, like you said. But then all these Absolutely. new things they want to do, but they're not treating them as a project and they're not testing and measuring to see what's working and what's not and then where they should be spending their time. And then when that project works, it should then become a process and then they go on to the next new thing. Yeah. And, and having that kind of landscape and that rolling rhythm to it. Um, Absolutely. And I love that. You can see that in big business too, that, that oh my gosh. that's the rhythm that they should have too. Yeah. Or even worse yet, they do so much. They do yeah. too much. Yeah. Too many projects they take on. And that's another big problem and challenge I'm seeing 
is because they don't understand how projects work. They don't understand. And, and let's be honest, people, the teens who, the team members, the subject matter experts who are pulled onto projects are the ones who are rock stars. Let's be honest. You're not pulling on a person who is not going to do the job because the project manager will be the first one to say they're not doing the job. <laughs> I've done that before. Yeah. Um, so, and, and then they spread them thin and then they pile on too many projects. And they want to do too many things because all they're looking at is, oh, I have a strategy, but if they took it to the next level of now I have a strategy, I have to execute in a project. And if I can, I do my resource loading, my timing, the whole nine yards to understand my critical path. I can't do the 10 projects I want. So I'm going to phase it. Mm. I'm going to do the first five because I'm taking a look at everyone and then I'm going to do the next five. And that's where like program management comes into play. And if you have a really good PMO, and if you have a PMO, they can take a look at that. But I find organizations that have PMOs don't make it part of the senior leadership team. Mm -hmm. And that's where it needs to sit in the strategy so that the PMO head can say, wait a minute, we can't do all of this. We physically yeah. cannot do all of this. I know you want it. And I'm so glad that that's what you desire. But your desires and reality are two different things. That's right. And then they can make an informed decision. Like which Absolutely. one do they want to prioritize rather than just say, I want everything, and then nothing's really delivered to optimal level that's yeah. required to meet their strategic plan. <laughs> Absolutely. And you need to be on the same level as the leader, senior leadership team, because you're going to challenge them, like saying, I'm sorry, we can't do this. Yeah. And if you're a, a subordinate, then they ultimately can override you. And that's where you see issues popping up all the time is project management is more in a subordinate role mm. uh, from like senior executives. Don't get me wrong. Like there's directors in project management, but they're, they're usually kind of in the middle. And, you know, that's fine for execution, but someone who is strategizing project management really needs to be at a higher level because you're going to have to make some hard decisions and push senior leadership to think differently. And you can't do it if you're not a peer. Yep. So that's where I find um, I'm seeing some discrepancy. Uh, mm. So it's, it's interesting. It's, it's really interesting. So interesting. And that's where around sponsorship is so important, isn't it? Like having someone Absolutely. from that senior leadership team that's sponsoring the project, that's got buy-in, that's yes. got the clout to take it up to that level if you are not able to, um, you know, and, and having that kind of pathway to yes. that rather than, you know, always kind of been playing down here and not being able to get to that level to have those decisions made. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So where do you see project management in five years' time? Well, I know where I want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> in an ideal world. <laughs> I want to see it. Um, you know, it. It's interesting because, and I don't know if this is because of my YouTube channel, I'm just coming across it more with comments and people reaching out, but um, I'm seeing more and more people want to get into it. And mind you, I'm also probably like the cheerleader of project management, like, yeah, rah, rah. <laughs> but I believe in it. Like, it's so awesome because it's a profession that you can take anywhere, any industry, any department, I don't care yep. who you are, what you do. It's the fundamentals you take with you. You don't have to be the subject matter expert. You have team members for that. Absolutely. So it's, it, it, to me, it's like the job. And I remember my mentor telling me that if you're a project manager, you'll have a job for life. And I really do believe that. And I'm finding now that I think you're going to see more people getting into project management. I think you're going to see maybe a higher profile of project management. Um, I do get slightly concerned about the future and the essence that I'm hearing this push on agile um, 
methodology and I feel that most organizations don't get it or understand it. In fact, even the agile community who I have spoken at conferences and stuff of that nature, even talk about their struggles of, you know, organizations really doing it in the essence that it's meant to be because you can't do agile traditionally. But I think there's this, I think there's this, uh, unfortunately uneducated push from senior executives to do it. And then, but no one is standing up to say you're, it's not going to work and here's mm. why, and here's what I recommend, or let's do a phase approach and here's how you have to change your culture in order to make this work. I, I find you don't hear a lot of that. So I'm, I'm hoping that will change and I'm hoping uh, individuals will speak up a little bit more and, and stuff like that. But I honestly see only pros coming from it. It doesn't matter what happens in the industry. You need to have project management. I would say the biggest change is um, you're going to see more software-related stuff. Artificial intelligence need to manage that stuff a little bit differently. And I'm hoping the IT world, who does an amazing job with agile methodology, uh, one thing that they do, and I'll, I'm, okay, I'm okay saying this, um, a terrible job at, <laughs> they do a terrible job at passing it off to the uh, business unit. <laughs> And they do a terrible job with training and they do a terrible job with follow-up. <laughs> so <laughs> it's kind of like it stops when they've done their work and they beta it and then they're like, okay, it's up to you. To <laughs> I'm out of here. No. <laughs> so I would like to see kind of a, a bridging of like a holistic approach is what I would like to see. Love that. Um, and I also, when I was talking to Joanna Rothman, she said something similar about Agile, that, you know, it seems to be a buzzword at the moment in project management, doesn't it, that everybody yeah. wants to get on the Agile bandwagon. But if your culture or your business or organisation is not set up to accommodate an Agile methodology, then you're changing the whole culture of that organisation through one project. Do you think that that's going to work? So as well as delivering the project, you've got to change the whole culture. Like that, that's a bit of a hard thing to take on isn't it it's a huge thing to take on particularly those that don't get it so you know when you say hey i need dedicated team members and we're meeting every day and i don't have a full laid out timeline for you because we do sprints <laughs> like, <"What?" laughs> yeah we can't cope with that <laughs> what yeah yeah it's it becomes no and by the way business uh unit you need to tell me your requirements i find that's a big thing too yeah unit requirements they have a really hard time understanding what what they want and yet i in the it world that's what they need in order to do everything and so i think you know i think there has to be a little bit more of a melding and a meshing and not just give it the responsibility of the business unit who's getting the deliverable to come up with their needs i think it's a working relationship so yeah, so true. And that's, yeah, and, and that's just good project management to kind of see all sides of the coin. And But ultimately, this is what I love about the lean world I come from. It's all about the customer. So mm -hmm. don't forget, you can have internal customers, you can have external customers, and we're all good with our external customers. But in project management, you have an internal customer, the deliverable of who is going to be receiving that and the people who are going to be using it once it's done. And then internally, the people who are helping you in order to get that done. So I think those are those are really important things to take a perspective of the customer and not the perspective of how is this going to impact on me and the amount of time I'm going to take. So if 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 they were if we were to really live in the world of lean that is uh, you know it's been around for over 100 years, uh, then I, I would say that's I would love to see project management understand that a little bit more. But that's a hard thing because I find generally speaking, people have a hard time even with efficiency understanding that. 
concept of value and value added for mm. yeah. the customer. So. Absolutely. So what's been the biggest lesson you've learned in your project management journey? Oh my gosh, there's been so many. <laughs> Every day is a lesson. Um, I, I, I have to say the older I get, um, you know, the more wisdom I have. And I'm very grateful for that. And I would never trade youth for my wisdom. Because um, now when I walk into projects or I walk into business, it's night and day. Like I already know how to set it up, what to do, how to go about doing it, where my no-go stop is. And, and, and I don't budge. And, and I, but I do it in a professional, respectful manner. And, and I think, you know, when I was younger, I probably wanted to please more and mm-hmm. say yes to things um, which I shouldn't have had because, you know, the project priority matrix, you know, is, yeah. if I don't get that locked, it's going to kill me in the end. So I, I, I think it's just um, a learning curve and then learning, as you said, how important it is to have a sponsor, how, how important it is to, to challenge and get your team all on board and, and the difference of um, really being prepared for your team and really ensuring their success versus just kind of winging it. Like those are just kind of things over the years that, that I've, I've learned. So, uh, which I appreciate and I'm, I'm very grateful for it. That's why now when I do projects is it's, I, I'm, I, I, it's, to me, it's, it's really easy now. Right. But I, I don't want to say it's easy because there's complexity to everything, but I've just been doing this for so long and um, like I have a checklist and I have templates and I have everything, you know, and in fact, I, created a practical project management course based on all that uh, to give to the general public because I'm finding that, you know, these are the things that you need. This is the minimum you need because there's so much out there in project management that can be very overwhelming. And for some large scale projects, you need all the the other stuff, but there's like, it's like the 2080 rule. Like, you know, you just need, you know, this stuff and it's going to get you through majority of the project. Yeah. You know? So. I love that. So talk to me a little bit about the project management course that you've put up. And, you know, I, I like that, that it's like, this is the things that you really need. Like there's yes. all this stuff that you could have and that's nice, but these that's are the nice. that you really need. <laughs> well, well, thank you. I, I, I appreciate it. I'm just going to, um, I have to, there we go. Okay. So uh, it's called Slay Project Management and it's a five-hour online practical project management course. And I really stress the practical part of it. So I'm basically taking all the lessons that I've learned over the last 20 years, and I, and I put it under the guideline of PMI of the five, five stages of projects. So initiation, planning, um, gosh forbid that I don't get this right, um, execution, monitoring, control, <laughs> closing. You got right? it. You got it. <laughs> um, so I, I provide all the templates that I use. I, I walk everybody through it, but I focus on the practical side of things. Uh, there's videos, supporting material, everything's at your fingertips. And I also have a Facebook group for those who have uh, joined the course for continuous coaching afterwards as well. And obviously I have my YouTube channel, which has tons of project management stuff on there that is a supplement too. But I, I, I find there's a lot of people who don't have the opportunity to manage large scale projects like I do that don't have the opportunity that that's all they do is project management. There's a lot of individuals out there who have a rule and then are told, by the way, can you manage this project? So they're green, they're fresh, or there's individuals who are fresh to project management and just want to know what does I really need? And so mm-hmm. I actually walk everybody through that and I give them the templates and I make it in short manageable video chunks so that you can go back to it. And 
I've just been getting amazing feedback. It's on a platform called Thinkific, so it's all online. You can do it anywhere. Um, I'm very, I'm very proud of it and getting amazing feedback from individuals. So I'm very, I'm very, uh, I'm very grateful for That's, it. And, and I'll, I'll give you the link so you can pass it off to uh, your. Awesome. Dee. We'll put the link in the show yeah, notes if absolutely. anybody's interested. I think that's awesome. And, isn't it funny how it takes all of those years of wisdom to then narrow down, <laughs> you know, yeah. these are the actual things that you need because I'm actually working with an organisation at the moment and they've grown through um, through COVID um, and they're like event management but online. And so they've taken on three new event managers but they're actually project managers but they don't yeah. have project management. So I'm doing the same well, thing. No, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm going, you need this, this, this. Don't worry about all of that stuff. Yeah. You know, put this in place and you kind of get there. So we are doing a cut down version. But also almost going back to the old school where you said, you know, companies are bringing consultants in just to, to train in project management rather than having a project management, you know, um, certification or training um, yeah. you know, element to them. Um, that's kind of what I'm finding in smaller businesses is that they are starting to bring in that, uh, that project management element to their business to try and get things moving a bit more succinctly. And, you know, um, when they're growing quicker, they need some kind of structure they need, around they, it. Ab- absolutely. And, and, I, and I give kudos to uh, any small organization that recognizes that. I think that's so huge. Because it's going to help them in the long run, um, you know, and, and so just understanding what are the bare minimums that you need in order to be successful is extremely helpful. Um, I think even having assistants like consultants like yourself and myself to help individuals are really because I do a lot of project management consulting, too, where I have large I have a lot of large global organizations that I work with who they have project managers, but they bring me on because the project is. Well, usually the global companies are global in scope. So how do you take a look at all that and provide the guidance? Um, because, you know, these are individuals who, you know, just need that added insight, right? Mm. And, you know, and, and, and that's the beauty of it. Yeah, so it's, it's cool. Great. So what, um, talking about people new to the profession, what would you be your advice to someone that's starting out in the project management profession? Be a sponge, soak it all up. Um, recognize you're going to make mistakes. If you're brand new to project management and you have a project management team, it's okay to say that. It's okay, guys, listen, I'm brand new to project management. Um, you know, I, in fact, I always tell them, hey, tell them that Adriana told you this. <laughs> you know? I was talking to Adriana or I saw her video and like, by all means, like, you know, and this is what I've, you know, I've been told to, you know, move forward with and, you know, I want to test it out and I like your feedback. And if you start, you know, bringing in people as a team and don't dictate to them, but be collaborative and approach um, because collaboration is not about everyone being in 100% agreement because that will never happen. Mm. You're going to have that those that do disagree, but are they willing and can support the group's decision? That's the difference with consensus and, and really being a good collaborator. So, you know, it, I, I, I would say, your team is what's going to make you successful. Spend time on bringing up your team up to speed. Do the work in advance of prior to having a kickoff meeting. That's a big thing I see a lot of newbies do. Is oh my god, I got this project, and then they call everybody, and yet they have nothing to give them. And they <laughs> tell them about the project, and then they have to go back, and then they have to do their charter and do everything, and then a month goes by, and then everyone's lost the momentum. Yeah, yeah that's really hard to get back. 
So, you know, I, I try to tell people, you've got to plan, you've got to prep, you do that prior to, and then you validate everything with your team at the kickoff. So by the next day, boom, they can actually start the project. Very powerful. Yeah. And the people love it because they got a package. Like, what? You gave me a package? With all the key information that I needed? No. <laughs> don't do that. That's right. They're blown away. They're like, hang on They're a minute. Like, what? <laughs> what? Yeah. I love that. And um, it's around communication, isn't it? Like it's, it's giving everybody the information so that they are, you know, forearmed to go and do what they need to do with their element, you know, then they can go and do their job, which is what you need them to do. Yeah. And I'd also tell um, people who are new to project management, address the elephant in the room. Um, and, and, And I think a lot of people, I think this is even outside of project management. I think it's just generally speaking. I think a lot of people are, have a hard time addressing the elephant in the room and just saying things for what they are. You, you know, you can do things very respectfully. You can do them very professionally. You can come from love when you do this, but if, if you know and feel and sense that something is going on, you have to call it out. That is your job as a project manager. And I find a lot of, those new in the role have a hard time doing it because they feel unsure and they don't know. But, you know, when you become a project manager, you have a role and that's to guide the people and to guide everyone towards successful execution. And all, and that's a group of people. And so we all know it's, it's not about the tasks and it's not about the paperwork. Yeah. That's, you have to do that stuff, but it's, is everyone jiving and, and are they gelling together? And that's really the key fundamental of, of a good project manager because they see that, understand that, call things, understand team dynamics. You know, when storming is happening, they jump right in and, and they start dealing with it and addressing it and calling it for what it is because it will never resolve on it. Oh, sorry, <laughs> but it won't. Yeah, even if we'd like to think so. <laughs> It won't. It won't. It's, it's, it's not going to magically disappear and, and figure itself out. So you have to do the hard work and that's your job. Yep. And your that's your project manager. And the sooner you do that, the better off you'll be. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. Is there anything else that you wanted to share with our li- listeners in regards to project management or your words of wisdom or things that you've seen um, that you think we can all learn from? If you're if you're listening to this and you're contemplating project management, oh, is this a good career to get into? Absolutely, I would say get in, jump in with two feet. Um, in fact, I get emails all the time, Adriana. How should I go about doing it? And you know, I'm in a different industry. Um, you know, because a lot of people equate project management with IT, and I'm like, well, it doesn't matter. Every single industry has project management. You just need to get out there and get exposure to it. So get on projects, be out there, talk to your manager, saying, listen, I'd like to lead something right? Go online. There's so much out there. You know, I have a, a free training course on project management as well as the Slay project management online course too, which is a paid for one. So you can look at those. There's other stuff. I got a YouTube channel with all the information. There, there's other people like me who have those resources out for individuals. So learn, soak up, be a sponge, but do, do. You have to do. You can't be a project, a book project manager, you have to do so get your experience, get, you know, the only way you're going to get better at it is the more projects you do and lessons that you take from it. So do your lessons learned afterwards, but take it to heart and, and really focus. So if that's what you're interested in doing, 
that's how I recommend you go about doing it because you're gonna need the hours anyway if you're gonna apply for a PMP or anything like that. Yeah, love that. And, then, and, and, and if you're experienced project manager listening to this, um, how can you reinvent yourself again? Because sometimes we can get stuck in, in a kind of our thinking and our ways of working and you know, um, with what's going on with the pandemic, it's really challenging us how do we, how do we become better project managers virtually? I don't have the opportunity to go in your office and chat with you and get a solution made. So if, if you were kind of a willy-nilly project manager that didn't have too much structure with documentation, because I've come across some of those, mm. you know, how, how do we become better with it? Um, so, you know, and how do you make this virtual world a lot better so you're not constantly on meetings all the time because you have to give people time to actually do the work. It becomes, becomes interesting, right? So, you know, th that's what I would recommend is, you know, challenge yourself to get better. Love that. And how are you seeing the new world? So, you know, we are all virtually connected now because we have to, you know, kind of work from home and those kind mm -hmm. of things. How's um, that affected you or the project management professional? Kind of what are you seeing that's coming out of that? Um, things are taking longer. So if, if, if we didn't, you know, if I, let's say, uh, said, oh, this is going to take six months from start to finish. Well, you might as well add another six more months because... Mm -hmm. And, and, and I don't know if that's because of the pandemic and when it started and we're still trying to figure things out. So I'm noticing things are just taking longer than they normally would. Now that could just be kind of a startup aspect. Once we kind of get into a rhythm and we know what's going on, that may decrease. Um, but I'm also finding um, getting people's time and attention is also a little bit harder because this virtually is the only way people can speak when they're all working from home. So, you know, everyone's calendar has become really full. So how do you balance um, all of that? But again, I think when, you know, I, I know in Canada, we're on phase three, um, you know, kids are going back to school, offices are, are slowly ramping up, mm -hmm. to get people back into the office. Um, you know, who knows if there's going to be a second wave, um, everyone's concerned that there will be. So, it, it, you know, it, depending on how all that unfolds, it, it's going to dictate sort of what's going on. So virtually, I think really, if, if, if you didn't do it before, you better have, you better have some really good virtual tools so that if we go back to everyone at the office, you have a place to kind of hang out. And so I'm, I'm a big, I, I use SharePoint, I'm mm -hmm. a big um, Microsoft Office 365 gal. I, I probably should be because Microsoft is the client of mine. <laughs> so. Good point. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of shout out to them. Um, so yeah, but you know what? I, I use like I, every project I have, I create a SharePoint site. That's where we go to. It's a central location. It doesn't matter where you are. All the documents are housed there. We do not talk in email because that is very inefficient. There's teams. There's a whole bunch of tools out there that you can use. And I know there's a lot of software out there too, but be very careful with software. Software is just a tool to track progress. That's all it is. There's the fundamentals behind it, sing and dance. So uh, just don't think because you have a software, everything's going to be fine. You need some rhythm um, and obviously the tools needed to be successful. So I think that's what we're going to see more of, whereas before um, you had kind of had that stuff, but now it's like really needed because if, we do go back to work and then we're forced to go back home again and mm. remotely. There's, there should be no ramping up. We should, it should just be a seamless switch. Yeah. 
And I think that's so true, like those organisations that had tools, processes, frameworks in place for projects have found this transition easier. Um, it's those companies that haven't been forward thinking to go, you know, how do people do this remotely or could we work remotely if we had to that are kind of scrambling now. And, you know, I suppose in project management, because I'm from an IT background, we've had remote teams for a long, long time. So we've had to work out how, you know, to integrate and communicate with them. And I love that you mentioned SharePoint and we don't do email because so agree. <laughs> Such a waste of time, isn't it? But it's it like is, having, it having that structure in place, which is project management, that you, you know, people know how to report in, you know how to report out, you know, yeah. you know how to, to get things moving. Um, it's just making little tweaks to that. Um, yeah, and instead of being in a room, how do you create that same kind of vibe doing it online? Absolutely, without having 20,000 meetings a day because yes. people are already, yeah. So it becomes, and that's what I love about the SharePoint site. So I actually make mine very interactive and I'll mm. have communication on it and I'll pull up, and, and I, from, and, and this is the difference between being an experienced project manager and a young project. I start this from day one. I know mm. exactly what I need. I, I kick it off and I tell them, here are my expectations. Mm. So this is not like, oh, my God, can you do this afterwards? No, 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 no. I already know what I need. I already know what I expect. I've been doing this for way too long. And I, I, for as soon as we meet, great. Here are my, so here are my expectations. Here's where we're going to work. Here's how we're going to work. Yeah. If you don't do this, I'm going to call you out on it. Why? Mm. Because this is how we need to work. And there's good reason. I always explain the why behind mm. things. And I find people are so receptive to it. And I never have an issue. But if I introduce something in the middle of a project to try to change something, that's where, that's where the issues come into play. Yeah. Well, no, no, you know, and then people have their own personal agenda and yeah. stuff like that. So, you know, you can dictate a lot to your team on day one. That's yeah. probably the, the grace that you have on day one. You can say everything and give them and they'll go, okay, okay. Because everyone's in forming mode. They're all, you know, learning what the rules are and you're explaining to them what the rules are. Mm -hmm. And from day one, but if you try to integrate new rules afterwards, that's where the rebellion comes into yeah. play. So, yeah. It's just setting everyone's expectations up front, isn't it, to say Absolutely. this is how we're going to be successful um, and I'm going to help you do that by leading you this way. Absolutely. Love that. That's the sign of a good project manager. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining me, Adriana. It's been such a pleasure talking to you and we're so on the same wavelength with project management. So I've really enjoyed just hearing your thoughts and, you know, your journey and, you know, just yeah, sharing some of your wisdom. It's been really lovely today. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much, Melanie, for uh, inviting me to be on your podcast. I'm excited for when it, your listeners do get to hear it. And as I said, I'll, I'll give the links to the free training that I have, which I think is great just to give people some insights. And if they really want to go to the next level, I'll give you the link to the Slay um, Project Management one as well. That and thank you wonderful. so much for allowing me to do that. I appreciate it. Oh, my it's pleasure. really awesome stuff. I'm getting tons of amazing You've been listening go to the Let's too. Talk Project <laughs> Management podcast. Thanks, Adriana. Thank you if so you'd much. like you to access the show notes today. and other resources or to find subscription options, you can find us at Let's Talk Project Management. The Let's Talk Project Management podcast is proud to be part of the Experts On Air podcast network.